please help me in welcoming Don Spencer. Internationally. Oklahoma and go internationally. Well, that's good. Well, first off, I want to say as, a, as OK2A and as, as keeping an eye on what goes on with legislation, because what we do uh, affects law enforcement, both positive uh, for the most part. But I want to make something pretty clear a lot of people don't realize. Uh, I get calls, emails, texts every other week about somewhere where uh, law enforcement or law enforcement agency has violated a citizen's rights. So they contact us. What can we do? What is it? I hope I'm not cursing this. But, uh, Sheriff, we have not had, I've not received a complaint out of Logan County that someone is saying, hey, something's not right, something's going wrong, they shouldn't be doing this. And I appreciate that because if, if, you, you know, if you can take care of your own backyard, it sure makes life a lot easier, that's for sure. Some of you have heard, and, and it cracks me up because people say, wow, Don, you just got some bills to zip through this legislature so easy this year. I just love it. So easy. Because, you know, it only took 10 years to get so easy uh, done like that. And an OK2A, okay I've said this many times, so I, if, if I shock you here, it's not my intent, but it's just the way I, I talk about it. But for years, people have asked, well, why can't we get gun bills? Why couldn't we get constitutional carry? Why couldn't we? Why couldn't we? Why couldn't we? And my answer was always very simple. Well, it's because of the Republicans. It was because of the Republicans, not conservatives, not constitutionals. It was Republicans. And so many times I saw so many times Republicans would act like, like uh, before an election especially, that they were supporting those Second Amendment and, and other rights. And then when it comes time to it, you find out, or I can even watch during a committee hearing, Republicans working against the bill working against the law, working against it. And so uh, it, it's, and then on top of all of that, even this year, um, we've had unconstitutional carry. There were six Republicans that voted against it. Yeah, six of them. Uh, uh, let's see, it's uh, Representative Worthen out of, uh, he's a former DA down of, uh, in Lawton area. Comanche County had three people vote against constitutional carry. How do you do that out of a military uh, county? I don't, I don't know how you can do that. And another one, Daniel Pay, voted against constitutional carry even after he signed an OK2A survey that he would support it. Yeah, that's only two of the three. Now, in all fairness, Trey Caldwell, who voted against it from day one, he said he would not vote it, vote for it because he wants someone to have some type of training before they got the before they could carry it. Well, I agree with that 100, percent but that's not the government's job to dictate uh, when you're ready to defend yourself or not. So that's one of them. Uh, the other thing too is uh, Representative John Halley, uh, Tally, out of Cushing, Oklahoma, Republican. Now he was a Democrat and got beat as a Democrat before, but he runs as Republican, and he beats one of our OK2Way uh, Minuteman award-winning Greg Babinick, an A-rated. He, he, he was Greg Babinick. Make sure your church was not liable should a self-defense action take place because he carried the church carry bill for us last year. He was replaced by John Talley, who argued against constitutional carry on the floor of the House of Representatives. 
He's a Republican in name only, but he's a Republican. So when people like to say, when I go to me, well, why can't we get this stuff done? Why can't we get it done? Folks, you've got a supermajority in the House of Republicans, a supermajority in the Senate. You've got the governor's office. Well, we saw what happened for the last eight years, what, what that was like. But it is so refreshing to actually have a real leadership, excuse me, in the governor's office this year. Um, when, With all that we dealt with last year um, uh, when we got constitutional carry, and I assure you, Republicans fought that every inch of the way. And because of a guy named Nathan Dom, who has the tenacity of, of a pit viper, when it comes to defending your rights, it still ended up on the governor's desk. And I assure you, she was just, don't let that thing get up here, keep it away, keep it away, keep it away. Well, this year, it, it set up, and a lot of people said, are Donnie, you disappointed, you disappointed, disappointed. Uh, no, because I know this works. Because I, I know that you can have a low spot, and it comes up, and it gets things going, and you can really get to wrapped up. And we got it so wrapped up. And OK28 members everywhere, uh, Mr. Stitt went before he was elected. There were people asking him to fill out an OK to a survey. Mm-hmm. Now he never did because I'm sure his his people were telling him, "Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." But we had people there that it's important to us, and so it was pretty neat that, that the very day uh, Governor Stitt has uh, is, is been uh, for the first day in, in uh, the legislature, it opens up, and um, it's hysterical because I was meeting with a, a senator outside the Senate meeting room, which is a large room, and he comes down that hallway, which, oh, there's the governor coming. And not only that, he, he walks by more than a dozen, 15 senators and comes over to shake hands with me. Uh, that says a lot about me having to say a single thing in that whole room. It's just one of those things that just kind of helps take care of its place. And then about, um, but let me think about it, folks. So constitutional carry was heard on a Thursday morning, the very first bill the Public Safety Committee heard passes 9-2. to Next week, at the first available time on a Tuesday, it's heard on the House floor and passes 70-30. to The following week, it is heard in the Appropriations Committee and passes 18-4. to And so... The following week, uh, it's going to be heard. Or it's going to be heard on the first available time. I, I'm sorry, it was the same week. It was on that third Wednesday. So it's being heard, and it passes out there. Forty to six is what it was. Now this is where it also gets interesting because the whole time I'm uh, speaking with some of the governor's office. And this went faster than we thought because when the governor said, by the way, nothing gets passed today, I want it on my desk. And we were first trying to schedule it for 5 o'clock. And no, 4.30. 4.30. So we got to be there, uh, like I say. And, and the other thing, too, is it's funny how things just work. But every time there was a vote, it was icy, cold, disgusting, everything to just keep you from being there. And we had members there, and they, they continued to say how important it was. And this is grassroots. <clears throat> This is where this is where we get people involved that just just uh, that not normally were being engaged, not having any idea. We dealt with people that had no idea that that building on Twenty Third Lincoln had anything to do with the state. 
All they figured everything happened was in Washington, D.C., which falls back to our education uh, of this kind of our state, uh, that how, how people have been failed in this. But I don't have a problem with educating people the right way, help motivating the right way. And but like I say, when you tell somebody, especially after 112 years, finally you're going to be able to carry a firearm without having asked for permission. Wow. 112 years. Because this state, in 1907, the very first gun law was... You shall not carry a pistol, rifle, or shotgun loaded or unloaded on or about yourself. First law. That's right. The state constitution says your right to keep a bare arm shall never be prohibited. But the legislature shall regulate the carrying of weapons. And it was built completely on a progressive style that was developed in 1907 and several other states had adopted that. And then you had terrible court rulings in 1908 and 1926 that just, just solidified that you can't even walk out your front door till we the, we the legislature says you can. Well, that's what OK2A has done and developed. And like I say, on top of this uh, Senate Bill 24 this year, once we get it on the governor's desk, will be the eighth repeal of a felony for the peaceful possession of a firearm. Eight felonies being repealed. And we've done that in 10 years. Everything from... And I can't wait. I can't wait. Hey, hey Charlie, remember back when we couldn't leave a gun in your car at a public school? Remember that? Remember when back uh, you, a, a, a school teacher on a private school, church school, it was a felony if that principal had a gun in, in that building? Remember that? Remember those old days? Remember those old days? Even if that same guy left the gun in his car, it was a felony on private property. Uh, it, it's un- and, and as a police certified instructor, and I learned and saw real quick how stupid these laws are because it should be real simple it should be real simple don't carry don't carry a gun into the sheriff's jail don't carry into anywhere where there's a, a, a convict a felon or, or in those types of areas courtrooms courthouses there's going to be some areas that need to be secured uh, currently don't carry your gun anywhere that there's a public there, there's education facility such as a college such as a school right now I'm working on those yeah, we're, we're working on that but, but it should be just a simple okay alright ready class dismissed that's it otherwise you know don't think you're going to pull your gun out and be the hero you're not on offense it's self defense we'll let the sheriff take care of the bad guys uh, on the offensive part of it so that's been our goal at OK2A, and uh, even this year, um, with the incredible speed that we got constitutional carry through, there's still almost a whiplash in the, the feeling down at the Capitol. Well, we got that, and we don't need to do anything else. I'm like, no, we still got some bills to go here. We, we still got some stuff, and one of them is House Bill 2336. It's a Student Protection Act. What it is, it's an enhancement. To, to law that's already in statute that if a school district approves a person to carry a firearm in class currently they have to be a commissioned officer or a licensed armed security guard. What this bill does is it allows them to carry on an SDA license plus any further requirements that the school board deems necessary. 
sense, makes sense, right? right. Pretty easy. Well, they, I'm getting pushback from Republicans. Republicans say, well, I, you know, you, 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 well, this is just dangerous. This, this could be, you know, they don't have any training. Well, no, the school board will make sure it's okay. Well, how do you have proof that this will be okay? Well, we've been doing it in private schools for six years. Have you heard any problems? You know, me neither. That, that's right. So for six years, if a private school's can handle it, and what this is going to affect, it's not going to affect the major size schools. They've already got the resource officers. So it's not going to change that. This is the rural areas like Sterling, Oklahoma, which is 30 minutes from the sheriff's response time there. And they want help desperately, and they can't afford to send teachers to armed security guard class or become a CLEAS certified officer. But uh, there is no doubt that their local sheriff is more than willing to help them to make sure that, okay, this is the plan. If this happens, this is what we got, and this is what we'll rehearse and work on. Well, I, I don't know about you, and, and gosh, today I got the, got the same response. Well, what if they give, you know, allow Granny, uh, who, who's an old retired lady that's, that's in there, they let her carry a gun? I said, well, you better not mess with Granny. <laughs> it's not that complicated. What if she pulls out and she shoots and she gets a kid or a ricochet? I said, well, if that's what it takes to stop some crazy maniac from coming and slaying the joint, I think we're going to have to live with that because that's the world we're in now. So, like I say, folks, this is Republicans that have this anxiety. And I, I can't completely fault them because Oklahoma... Uh, we didn't even see guns until 2012, and because of OK2A, we made sure it was my priority for me that if people start seeing peaceful, law-abiding citizens carrying guns, oh, wow, the good guys do have them after all. So it's been part of that culture shock that we've gone into. So as of November the 1st, a person who is at least 21 years of age, who is not a felon and can legally purchase a firearm, can be able to carry a pistol, rifle, or shotgun, open or concealed. So I do believe, I would anticipate, at first, you're going to see some enthusiasm. You're going to see some guys carrying some long guns, some AR-15s strapped over their back, and you'll watch after a year or two, it's not that comfortable. I think I'm going to go back to my pistol. But the thing is, is we have the right to exercise that. And, and as a culture, you might see someone carrying an AR-15 over their shoulder when you're in Walmart shopping? It could very well be. The main thing I want to make sure you understand is no person can carry a firearm by hand. It's considered a ready position. You can't have one held up over your shoulder. It has to be in a, a, a case, sling, scabbard, uh, or a holster. So, so, so again, I agree. You look at this like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not used to seeing someone just walking down the street carrying a rifle. But here we go. It's it, and that's where that's where we're at. But folks, I assure you, it is a natural deterrent uh, for for firearms to be visible. Uh, no, but do I recommend every person open carry? Absolutely not, because just like the sheriff said earlier, you have to be prepared for a bad guy to take that from you. Now, here's something that I'll tell you that may surprise you too. Police officer, thank you. Police officers have more firearms taken from them and used on them. But we expect that because they're engaging. And I only know of two incidents where a firearm has been taken off of a peaceful person and used on them. 
and that's been a number for over a number of years. So does it happen? Yes. Could it happen? Yes. But like I said, it's a natural deterrent on, on what's what's going on with that. Now we also have some other bills going on too. Um, I've got this. I've got this nasty habit. The one thing I'm tired of, and we call them we call them 300 pound rats. You guys know what I'm talking about? Feral hogs. Yeah, there he goes. I saw her mouth right out of the mouth right there. Yeah. Um, the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife um, is, is a bureaucracy and is a problem and has to be dealt with. And even though it has come to me uh, specifically that they do not like me, I don't care. It's my property. If I gotta kill a 300 pound rat, I don't need to ask anybody for permission to do it when, where, what time it is. And I'm not gonna tolerate it. Their attitude is, oh, well, it's just an app, just, just on your phone, just click here and the, and the game warden game will know. Now, I don't tell him when I shoot an armadillo that's digging up a yard either. Or the raccoon that's tearing up the trash can. No, I don't, no, I'm not doing it. Um, I'm in an unincorporated area, so it's, that's not going to work for me. So, but the bottom line is they don't want to give up the yeah. It's all about power. And even just give it a little bit. We even said, okay, look, and this has been a couple years ago. You guys, you're worried about people out shooting during deer season? We'll give you the deer season. And you know what the response was? No. We want all of it. No. Just because it's your property, you're going to be out there and you're going to be poaching. Okay, everybody owns a gun, robs a bank, right? Everybody, that's about, that's about that stupid. So that's one of the other things that we're dealing with. Senate Bill 24, as I just spoke earlier, uh, maybe some of you have noticed, but it's called a Shockwave or Attack 14. It's a brand new shotgun. It has a 14-inch barrel, and it is a self-defense, mean-looking thing, and they're awesome. And under Oklahoma law, you ready for this? It's legal for the dealer to sell it to you, but it's a felony for you to have it. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came tonight? That's the Oklahoma laws that we deal with. Now, there are some, because federal law says, hey, we don't care. It, it fits our, uh, our procedure here, so it's well within the rights for them to sell it federally. But the state is a 40-year-old law that's been on the books and antiquated forever. And again, guess who's giving me the pushback on this? Yeah, Republicans. Uh, a couple of Democrats, which I expect, that's natural for me to, to expect that. And the funny thing is I can speak to Democrats and say, okay, this is what it is. They'll say, okay, now that I understand. I'm not voting for it, but at least I understand. Which might sound crazy, but it keeps them from asking a bunch of dumb questions that can drag down a bill and slow things down. So that's what we do. We're at the Capitol every day during the session. Uh, making sure uh, bills like 1158 by uh, Randy Worthen, which gutted the stand your ground law, a Republican, has an F rating with OK2A. He has, he has, I think, a C rating with the NRA, which basically the NRA, you have to get your car and drive over Wayne LaPierre's grandkids before they'll grade you down. <laughs> so, uh, but right there, they know we, we watch what goes on in committee. We know if they're working.
going against a bill, and we grade them down for it. And I'll often let them know in advance that this is what you're doing, and we don't appreciate it. So uh, just to try to, to try to work with that. So like I say, at OK2A, how am I doing, Mike? OK, one minute? OK. At OK2A, if you're not a member of OK2A, I don't know why you are. There's no one else doing this. It's not being done. And OK2A was developed on the fact that why on earth do we wait on an entity 1,300 miles away like the NRA or GOA or any of the other groups when it's our backyard? And if your own backyard is right, then you can start pointing fingers at these other places. But don't think you're going to have go, go to the governor's office and this get fixed or you're going to go to Washington see this fixed. It's got to start right here in Logan County and I appreciate again the sheriff because Logan County was the first county that allowed county employees to carry a loaded firearm while on the job. We also made sure <laughs> Logan County was also to make sure that the, the employees in the courthouse could carry uh, uh, with certain provisions too because uh, I learned that there's some people that end up transporting some large amounts of money in and out of there and that they need to defend themselves and I'm not going to go into too much more detail than that so we, we did that and also you know who was against us doing that? That was Republicans. It was Republicans. OK2A works on incrementalism. It's little bitty steps. It's little bitty steps and then finally when you get up the edge you can take that big step which is called constitutional carry. So Anyway, how's that? That's great. Right. Okay. Yeah, Q and A. Q and A. Okay. Any questions? Yes, sir. I have a question. I graduated in '72 in high school, or still are. We had shotguns and rifles. And yep. Right. Yep. We carried our school model was a pioneer. Uh -huh. We had a, a, a homecoming where everybody. I right. Shotguns, rifles, and school care. We never had anybody problems, and never had any guns stolen. Never. You said '72. Yeah. Sir, that was made a felony in 1971. Well, I guess I'll go. by a by a governor who spent three years. Uh, David Hall spent three. Years in federal penitentiary. There you go. 1971 is when it was. It's called the firearm. They didn't know about it for a lot of it. And then also it had not been enforced. But see, keep in mind, had, um, had that firearm left the vehicle, it was a felony. Uh, if it was on public property, it was a misdemeanor. So there was all kinds of rules that were thrown in. And all of that was an overreaction to the uh, Kennedy assassinations, Martin Luther King, the 1968 gun acts. So if, if you look back, that's that's how Oklahoma just meets your with the, with the rest of the nation. Now, we're not going to let them meet Jordan now because if you've heard of red flag bills where they come and, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm upset with him, so I think uh, I'm going to call call and get, uh, let them know that he's got guns and I'm scared of him and he threatened me so they can come take his guns away from him. No due process. Due pro okay, two-way, we are big on the Constitution. It's not just the Second Amendment. Uh, we just happen to know, uh, believe it or not, okay, two-way, it's really not a gun group, folks. We, we, we're a liberty group. It's about liberty. It's liberty. It's liberty. It's liberty. So when, uh, in, my, in December and January, uh, we were at the state capitol defending your First Amendment rights because the Ethics Commission wanted to make each one of you be required to be a lobbyist before you walk in that door. Not for me, huh? So anyway, all right, any other questions? Yeah. Here. Oh, is that the sheriff waving me down over there? Can you explain a little bit why the wait until November 1st since everything went through so quickly this year? Uh, yes, I can explain. 
Oh, you want me to do it too? Okay. The reason is it is a natural, normal November 1st is a general date that is always put down for uh, most pills. There, anything other than that is called an emergency, and they'll put down a specific date when it can be uh, going to effect. So it's just, it, I, please, please be patient with us. Your rights will show up eventually here um, but, and be returned eventually. But yeah, November, that's just a natural, normal normal time. So hang in there with us. Say we even had a guy call us and say, hey, can you guys run a bill so they can hear the, so they can have constitutional carry sooner? <laughs> no, <laughs> that'd be a great trick. But anyway, any other questions? Yes, ma'am. Sign that says no guns. <laughs> you, you can't carry it in there. Well, there's a lot of depends on that. One, if it's private property, if the private property owner has that no gun sign up on it, he can deny you entrance into the property or ask you to leave. Uh, if you refuse to leave, then it could be, uh, and they call law enforcement. Law enforcement could show up, and you may be charged with a misdemeanor crime which would be tr uh, trespassing. So, but here's the other part of that. If you're carrying a concealed and nobody knows and you weren't denied going in there, you still have the stand your ground law at your side because the fact that you were not denied entrance and if you're involved in a self-defense act, that since you were not denied, you're not involved in a crime, self-defense is legal, therefore you can still claim self-defense. Now, let's make sure perfectly clear. If that no gun sign is up on the school building, uh, don't think about going in there. Uh, there's going to be some sensitive areas on the college campus. Doesn't even have to post it, and you're already a misdemeanor as soon as you get out of your car. Yes, folks, I'm working on changing that. Uh, no gun zones don't work for me. If you don't, if you think they work well, just look at New Zealand. So anyway, any other questions? Good. Yes, sir. Is okay two A endorsing anybody for state chair? State chair, yes, we did endorse Mr. David McLean. I have worked with him for a few years. Uh, we've endorsed him previously in a, um, uh, he ran for a state senate seat, and that's where I actually got to know him. Uh, I like to say, I, it, we're not anti anybody else. I'm just, we've just endorsed David McLean. So that's supposed to take place next Saturday. Yes, ma'am. Did the other two not fill out the survey or? No, it, it's, that was based on history and working with people. Um, I did not have, sometimes I do that, and as fortunately as a president, I do have some uh, elective on, on that. Since it's not considered an okay two-way, it's a statewide race, I get backing from our board of directors. We have a board of directors, and we have three pastors on it. One of them is Dan Fisher. Is that all right? Yeah. He's a great guy. So... With, with some of these others, we have to move so fast that, uh, and actually, I forgot, uh, someone had called me and said, hey, this thing's up next week, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, it's time for me to, to do something about it. So, uh, it's not any anti-anyone else, it's just pro-David McLean, because, you know, if you've worked with someone for a few years, and you've seen their character and what they do, and you just hope that that transpires and moves forward. And also, the pressure is on him, quite simply, that you're going to start calling up these Republicans that are garbage. You're going to have to call them out. And uh, just like uh, the folks, we call it the gift factor. You go up there and you go against every constitutional concept there is 
I don't care, you're, we're getting out of there. And we would have voted for Hillary Clinton for running against him because that's what we already had. We already had that. So, you know, people say, go, you're going to support the party. No, I'm supporting liberty. I'm supporting liberty. Yeah. And that, that's it. Right. And so we've got to, we've got to call these people out. Randy Worden of Comanche County has got to be replaced politically. Make sure everyone understands that. Does politically have to be replaced? Oh yeah, I learned that a long time ago. But but, but that's that's one of them. And I think some of these people will you know you push them to the right, or which is actually to the center where they're supposed to be. Uh, but I you know I hate having to educate people after they get up there. It's it's terrible. You should they should have their life together and their constitution together before they get up there, not after. But be that as the way, that's what we're working with. So uh, anyway, any yeah, questions? There's one more go. Oh, Joey, just, just to finish up, to test that you're not just a gun group, you're a liberty group. Yes, sir. Appreciate the support of the campus free speech club. That was that was easy. Oh my gosh, that, that is so easy. In the campus free speech field, uh, when I was first, in fact, I, I learned about it out in the hallway uh, out there, and they're telling me about it, and I said, you put our name all over that thing. You, that's us, because higher education is absolutely tyrannical. It's it's tyrannical. For everybody. And here, like I said, the one that kills me is our tax dollars go up. They hire lobbyists to come straight back to that state capital to work against our rights. Boy, that doesn't work for me. So anyway, you know that do it? Oh, I appreciate it. Wow.